0: Welcome to The Joy Factor, a podcast dedicated to helping you create a path to joyful living each and every day. We're sharing inspiration from real people combined with practical tools you can use to unleash the playful and joyful spirit already inside you. Now, here's your host, therapist, life coach, and yoga teacher, Julie Hansen. Hello, and welcome to episode nine of the Joy Factor podcast. My guest today is Jacqueline Lawson from Joyful on Purpose. In May of 2012, Jackie's husband, Brian, lost his battle with cancer and died 112 days after his diagnosis. From the start, Jackie made a conscious decision to find joy in the midst of pain, no matter what. Unless you've been through the loss of a loved one, it's hard to know just exactly how you'd respond. Talking to Jackie was a real privilege because she wholeheartedly admits to the intensity of her loss, but at the same time, she does exactly what the joy factor is all about. She rises toward the light, even when seemingly surrounded by darkness. She reaches in deep and manages to find her own voice in the process. This is a special episode that will leave you feeling hopeful and inspired, I'm sure. Hi. Hi, Julie. Hi. Do, I, do you go by Jackie or Jacqueline? I always end up going by Jackie.
1: <laughs> But did you try to go, you know, by your full name? It doesn't happen.
0: Well, with a middle name like Joy, I mean, geez,
1: <laughs> well, how can you go wrong, I right? I know. And it's funny because a few times lately I've noticed that, um, you know, I'll be somewhere and someone will go, hey, Joy. And then they're like, wait a minute. They're <laughs> like, hey, that's okay. <laughs>
0: All right, Jackie Lawson, thank you so much for coming to the Joy Factor tonight. I'm so excited to talk to you. I am thrilled to be here and really looking forward to our conversation. There is so much amazing stuff on your website, uh, but I wanted to take our listeners. May 28th marked the fourth year since your husband Brian passed away after battling cancer for 112 days. You wrote that through his journey to death, I found life and found my voice. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Well, the way that it really happened, um, I should probably first start by saying I'm a pretty quiet introvert. I'm not shy, but I'm not one to really speak up willingly. You know, I have to be asked the questions kind of sometimes to to talk and to share. And um, when he got the official diagnosis in the hospital. We had a very quiet conversation between ourselves and um, he said, I want you to promise me that you'll tell our story. And of course, I made that promise and I didn't really know exactly what that would look like. Um, And as it turned out, it really did turn into just an online journal for me to keep in touch with family and friends. And all of a sudden it started blossoming into um, something I never expected, which was joyful on purpose. And that's really where I found my voice. I realized I did have a story to tell and it wasn't the one I necessarily wanted to tell. But through it, I discovered I had something that people probably needed to hear. And I did find life. I mean, I watched you know, a very strong person slowly fade away. But I also felt like as he was fading, I was pretty much blossoming. And that was the gift that he left me was tell our story um, and and go on and do great things.
0: Wow. So were there other people that were there with you along the way with you and Brian? What was that like? We were very fortunate in that we had the opportunity to
1: move from where we were in Fort Myers, Florida, and go back to where both his parents and uh, brother was, and my parents and both my brothers. So we had, and a lot of other extended relatives. So we had a lot of people around us, and he was in hospice care, but it was at home. That is where he wanted to. That's where he wanted to die and uh, live out those final days. So we were surrounded really by an incredible hospice team and family and friends so that there was a lot of support there. um, A lot of involvement. He got to have those final conversations with people. He got to celebrate his, his 38th birthday, which was his last birthday um, surrounded by family. So it was a really special time in a lot of ways. It was. And I've, I've said so many times to people, um, I never expected that it would be both the most tragic thing I ever experienced, but also the most beautiful, because there were just in the midst of, you know, medications and stress and emotions and pain and all of that. There was also, you know, I watched him learn to cope with it, and I, I still can't even really wrap my mind around how does someone know, you know, death is coming. He knew it would be his last birthday. He knew that sometimes the conversation he was having was going to be the last one with that person. But then I saw the beauty in that. He just, he smiled so much and he joked along the way. He made cancer jokes probably more than anybody else. Mm. He just found, you know, he found the humor and the good. And we had very um, deep conversations too where he, he felt like he had figured out what it meant to be a man, what it meant to be a husband, what it meant to be a father, and just what it meant to be a human. Um, so that was part of the the beauty of it all.
0: That sounds like an unforgettable gift that he gave a lot of people. Oh, he
1: did. And I still hear that, you know, today from from people, from people
0: he, you
1: know, met maybe only a few times and people who knew him very well. You know, it was just a he left a lasting impression and I think he truly left the best pieces of himself for people to remember and for me to to carry on.
0: What do you think you'd ask Brian if he were here today?
1: Oh my goodness that's <laughs> that's kind of a fun question because there are <laughs> it I've, I've had those moments where I'm like oh man he's not here and I really need to ask him And honestly, sometimes it's, I really need to ask him what that noise is in my car or, but sometimes (laughs) it's also, yeah, I mean, you know, the silly things that, you know, you might turn to your loved one and go, hey, what do you think about this? You know, and it's something very lighthearted, but then there are those deep questions about, I want to try something new. What do you, what do you think I should do? And is this a risk I should take? You know, there, there are those questions that, that you do miss. And we, we got married very young. So we spent um, 19 years and eight months married. So it was a very long relationship. So when that ends, yet you still have, you know, I'm, I was a widow at 38. And I thought, gosh, I have so much life that's left. And mm-hmm. I'm going to have to figure this out on my own. But in a way, I think he still left me with some answers. And just the way that I, I even for a time period, I would write a note to him. And that was my way of of speaking to him and and getting the answers that I needed. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, and I think that our listeners are, you know, there are people out there who are listening to this and are really wondering, like, what was going on inside your mind as you went through these last days with him and as you began, you know, this journey without him? And how in the world does somebody find joy in the midst of that? it kind of went back to something that had
1: happened while we were actually still waiting to find out what what was going on and um thinking that he had digestive issues and waiting for some test results to come back there had been this this time where i was working in a local coffee shop and You know, I was, I I loved it. I loved smiling at people. I loved giving them, I mean, you can't complain when someone's handing you a cup of coffee and, you know, something sweet to eat and that's how they're (laughs) going to start their day. But then there are also those times where someone grumpy comes in or, you know, those things happen. And there was this one day, you know, I'm waiting on test results to come back, but I'm still, for lack of a better word, I'm on. I'm at work. I'm, I'm smiling at everybody. I am enjoying myself. And someone came in, and it was an older gentleman, and he told me what his order was, and then he called me, sweetie or honey, I can't remember which one. And for whatever reason, at that moment, I got upset, and I said, I'm not your sweetie. And we had this very kind of quick, heated exchange, and then all of a sudden I stopped, and I had to apologize and say, oh my goodness. This has absolutely nothing to do with you. I said, Mm. I'm waiting. I said, I'm going to be honest. I'm waiting on a test result for my husband. And I just took that out on you. It had absolutely nothing to do with you. And my reaction, you know, a week before would have never been that. And when Brian was sick and we were going through all that, I was feeling a lot of that you know, a lot of those negative feelings, why is this happening to me? This is not fair. I did not ask for this. This is not the way it's supposed to be when you're in, you know, your mid 30s. And I had that moment where I went, Oh, my goodness, that moment back then showed me that in those moments, you can actively flip things around, find the joy in it. I ended up having a good conversation with that man that day. And it really just showed me that, you never know what someone's going through and I started to look at people so differently. You know, the person that cuts you off on the road or the person who does speak rude to you, whether it's, you know, your waitress like I was that day being rude to you or you doing the same thing, they may be experiencing some sort of private pain that you have no idea about. And um so finding the joy I think for me was I've got to look around, I've got to find the small nuggets in my day. And that's how I'm not. That's how I'm going to get through it. Because I knew if I didn't do that, if I wasn't going to, and that's where Joyful on Purpose came from, I decided if I'm not going to do this on purpose, you know, be happy, be joyful, find what's good, I will crumble. Um, and no one would have really blamed me for that in that situation. You know, People would have said, yeah, it's not fair. This is wrong. You have every right to be angry and upset. But I didn't want to do that. I just didn't want to live in the sadness and the darkness of it. I wanted to find my way out of that. And so that's really, that was really what started it all. It was just sort of that moment of, okay, I'm not going to do this by accident. It really is going to be very purposeful and intentional. um And it, it's going to be finding the joy in,
0: you know, whatever it is. Right. And you just, you know, you did what, science says works but that the rest of us you know are good at forgetting Mm -hmm. oh yeah (laughs) you know and that is definitely something do you feel like there were other influences that sort of set the stage for you or did that just you know that voice that told you you know joyful on purpose needs to happen so that i don't crumble that voice was just louder than the rest
1: for some reason at that time i think it was it was it was that that was the it was the loud voice saying you know this is this is the way that you need to handle this. And I, I think I'd always been a generally very happy person. i had been, you know, one of those little twirling girls who um, I wasn't a girly girl, but I, would, you know, I would do dances and plays for my family and then I'd go <laughs> run outside and climb trees and stomp through puddles. So I think there'd always been that undercurrent of being mm-hmm. just a, a pretty happy, joyful person. But you, you can definitely let circumstances, negative people, anything like that, you can kind of let that creep in and start to rob you of it. And you have to, I think, be very careful and say, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to let that happen. <laughs> I'm going to make another choice here.
0: So for those folks that maybe didn't already, you know, have a connection with that current that you're talking about Mm -hmm. and who really just are crumbling and just feel like, you know, all of those thoughts that you had, why is this happening? This isn't fair. All of the kind of natural reactions that you'd have. What advice or suggestions or guidance might you offer for those folks?
1: One thing I'm going to say is going to seem like stating the obvious, and that is smile. And I have had those mornings where I'm getting ready and I feel really goofy, but I will smile at myself in the mirror (laughs) all by myself. And it's kind of practicing that simple act. And then making sure I smile at other people that I smile for no reason. And I think practicing that really does, it, it does start to change things. Um, and it sounds silly and you know, like it's not going to be that big of a deal, but I think it makes a big difference. And I, I would say I'm probably a pretty smiley person now and it comes more natural. You know, when, when I do feel down, I feel like I can find something to smile about and it, this quote had popped up um, the other day that I had read so many times, and then I actually posted it on Facebook too. And that was Teeknat Han and his quote of "Sometimes uh, your joy is the source of your smile, but sometimes your smile is the source of your joy." And I, I really believe that's true. I think sometimes, you know, when you're looking around and you're thinking, "Man, things are just so tough," sometimes you have to go, "Wait a minute, I can smile. You know, I have the freedom to do that." No one can stop me from doing that if I want to, and sometimes that simple thing can be be your joy. so that's one thing I would tell people, um, and another thing would be start flipping things and this was I worked with a life coach who who reinforced this, and then i I had this one blog post that i I wrote. While Brian was sick and I realized as she was going through the exercises with me about flipping things in your mind and turning negatives into positives that I had actually done that when I wrote that piece. And some of the things I did then was I would talk in that post about the way I could see things. You know, I could see visitors as kind of a burden and I could see things as this is unfair and I'm, you know, why am I so unlucky? Uh, Why is life not going my way? But then you can flip those around and you can say, wait a minute, I am lucky. I I might be becoming a widow at 38, but I was blessed with 20 years with a person. I have two incredible kids. You can do that. Or there were family members who would come over and I think, gosh, all Brian's doing is sleeping. This This must be boring for them. This isn't meaningful. I could have seen it that way, but instead I would actually think, they're getting to spend those precious moments with him and even watching him sleep must be the most gratifying thing just because it's that time and sitting quietly enjoying the moments of alert and awake, but then just watching the peace of the sleep. So I think that if you really start to just flip things around in your mind and say, okay, if I could look at this in another way, What would I do? And then making, you know, kind of making conscious statements, whether you have to write it down or say it. Um, I think there is power in saying things out loud and in writing them down. They really sink in better. So I would tell people to
0: do that, too. Those are good suggestions. And I like, you know, just the idea of calling upon it Mm -hmm. and it being, you know, sort of our body and our brain are wired to smile. Mm -hmm. You know, those actions really are there to help soothe us and to help lift our mood. And so I think those are some simple and practical tips that be easy for anybody to at least think about doing. Mm -hmm. So do you have a daily practice that you believe contributes to your success these days? I think one of the things um, that has
1: really become a practice for me, and it kind of goes along with the flipping things around I look for what I call my equals joy moments, you know, when I and it started because I would end a blog and I would say something, whatever it was, equals joy. And so that's really what I kind of latched on to is what can I what can I do today? What is going to be my equals joy moment? And I think sometimes when I have felt very lonely or very depressed, you know, just kind of at a loss for how is anything joyful I have found, again, the very simple things, haircuts equal joy, my Wonder Woman socks equal joy. You know? <laughs> uh, but then you can also, if you're having those times where you're having great conversations with friends or, you know, that can be girl time with my friends equals joy, a new job equals joy, forgiveness certainly equals joy. So I really look for every single day, what's my equals joy moment? Um, and some days, you know, if you're having a rough day, there might only be one. That's all you can come up with. Um, and other days, you know, it may be, wow, I've got dozens of equal joy moments today. And that's that's definitely something that I have put into practice. Um, I try and it's it's become a tagline with me. It's become a hashtag with me. <laughs> And then one other thing that I do is I have decided to only post positive things on social media. And that's because I think we're so connected. You can almost not get away with these days not having, you know, a Facebook, a Twitter, you know, everything, Instagram. But I have decided I will not be, and this is my, day, my practice, I will not be a voice of negativity. And there are times, sure, when I want to chime into a conversation, but I know it might take take me down a negative road and i really want anything i say and anything i do to reflect the way that I, I want to live and and the person that i want to be and the things that i want to pass along and i really feel the more i have done that the more it's really come back to me you know that's why i get called accidentally, you know, you know, my middle name is joy, and people will accidentally call me joy. Now, people will send me photos <laughs> of the word joy that they find. Um, I feel like, wow, that, you know, I send it out, and it, it does come back. Um, and it's not a terrible thing to be thought of as the joy lady. So. <laughs>
0: um,
1: and I think when you are connected, that is that can be a practice, you know, like, what can I say today that might make one person feel better? And that, that's, I think that's an important practice, especially in this you know, social media world, this multimedia world, this very um, connected place that we, we live. We can make those choices and really make a difference. And like I said, even if it's just for one person, um, you might be the one smile, the one kind word. And I think that's incredibly
0: important. Those are the important things to give voice to. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. There's way too much negativity. And I wrote down, I wrote down bringing out the best in others, you know, leaving people better than you found them, you know, just sort of thinking about the impact of being the joy lady Mm -hmm. and giving, you know, who knows who it might be on a particular day, but just taking that little step or saying, you know, a little something positive that has such a huge ripple effect.
1: It, it really does. And I think when you are looking for those things, you do tend to start noticing, you know, maybe there's a person who other people view as, you know, not very friendly or, or kind of unapproachable. Um, I kind of see those as challenges, you know, what, what can I see about that person that maybe everybody else isn't seeing? What could I say or do to, you know, encourage them to smile or say something to make them laugh? And it truly has made a difference. You know, I've had people that I would have initially thought, "Oh my, they're just kind of standoffish and not someone I might want to be around," who end up being people I I really enjoy talking to and and who make me laugh and smile just as much. So I think that's, yeah, you're right. It's, we have to look for the good. And there always is that, that we can find in others.
0: Do you have one or two online or entertainment resources, maybe a book you've enjoyed that you would recommend to help our listeners? Um, And of course, feel free to mention your own book.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would say that if anybody is, you know, struggling with loss, or even just wants to understand a story of okay, how did how did this person find those equals joy moments, and what is this all about? I did I did write a book. I turned all those journals that I kept during the time that my husband was ill and after he passed away, and I did write a book called Hundred and Twelve Days: A Story of Holding On and Letting Go." So obviously, I'd want people to read that. <laughs> and then the other thing, and I'm not saying this because This is a podcast, but I'm a huge podcast fan. I just find them intriguing, educational, I mean, happy. And I have about 35, honestly, that I listen to regularly. And But there are some in there that the reason I have really latched onto them is because They just make me feel better, and they do give me practical ways to live the life I want to. Um, I immediately think of Happier with Gretchen Rubin. I recently found 10% Happier with Dan Harris, and then Magic Lessons with Elizabeth Gilbert. I just think they're so uplifting, very practical you inevitably find something you relate to and you go, oh my goodness, that's me. I've struggled with that. Or, you know, how do I get through that? Or can you really be that happy? And I think, you know, podcasts like Happier show us that, yeah, you can. So I really do turn to, to those kind of things. And I take away so much. And I think it's just, you know, filling your mind with, again, good things, just lots of good stuff in so you can really spread that joy.
0: Good stuff. I love how... um well, Gretchen Rubin, I think a recent episode, she was talking about Lucky Charms. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that one? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Lucky Charms. I think it's, you know, and I have some that are actual little charms, but I also have rocks and, you know, little things that just sort of are visual reminders. So it's cool how they're so it's the options are endless, you know, that each of us can figure out. Well, what is, you know, what's going to remind us to be happier or what's going to remind us to sort of look for the joy in the day?
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely. So I'm
0: glad that you I'm glad you mentioned those because those are all great podcasts that I listen to, too.
1: Yeah, I think it's, just, you know, there's just such a wealth of sharing out there. And yeah, like you said, I mean, where you go, oh, yeah, Lucky Charms, I do have some of those. Or if someone <laughs> doesn't, they can kind of go, hey, I want one. <laughs> what could be my Lucky Charm?
0: Yeah, it's, Yes, yes. Okay, Jackie, if there are folks out there who want to learn more about the work you're doing or who might be interested in working with you or learning more about your writing, what is the best way for people to find you? The best way for people to reach
1: me would be to visit JoyfulOnPurpose.com, and on there they can contact me. There's a form to fill out, uh, and then... I can get in touch with them, and we can find out what they're looking for. Um, they can sign up for my newsletter on the same website and, you know, read read the things I've written, find out more about who I am and my story, and I'll reach back out to them.
0: Thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. It was really a treat to talk to you.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and um, I, I'm definitely smiling and feeling joyful tonight.
0: such a wonderful story of hope and possibility. Talking to Jackie reminded me how kind and thoughtful people really can be. Despite losing the love of her life, Jackie made a conscious decision to be joyful on purpose. I think we can all learn from her example. She decided to seek out joy in her day no matter what the circumstances, and you and I can do that too. All we have to do is remember to make that decision. Be sure to check out the joyfactorpodcast.com for the show notes, and you can find out how to reach out to Jackie if you'd like to contact her. You can also go to the podcast page to leave a review. If you've been listening and are enjoying the show, it would really mean a lot to me if you left your feedback and if you share the joy with your friends. Thanks for listening, and I hope that you have a joyful day. Thank you for listening to The Joy Factor. For more information, visit www.thejoyfactorpodcast.com.